Bulls Gold is delivered to you via the Barroom Network, now in its seventh year of providing podcasts about Chicago sports, movies, and more. Make sure to subscribe to the Barroom Network for free and easy downloads of its programming. And visit its merchandising store at deepdishtees.com to purchase t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs. Now, on with the show. Barroom Network. I am Edward Schuler, as always, joined by Celine to the Wild. Celine, how you doing today, man? Ed, I'm doing great. Uh, Bulls coming off a really nice win. Um, unexpected win out. I, I, I was at the game. Shout out to uh, CHGO uh, Bulls. Uh, they did a uh, um, a takeover right uh, at the game. So I, I was at that. I was at the game, and I. I I for sure thought they were going to lose by like 30 because they were down by like 22 or something like that. I was like, yeah, this is this third quarter is going to be ugly as hell. But, you know, Kobe went sub-zero mode uh, and, DeRozan and just closed took them out. back in. Yeah, De- De- DeRozan, uh, Debo closed out, man. And, uh, and they got a really great win, and the Wolves got a really awful loss for them. Like Oof. you talk about a team that you talk about a team trying to keep that pace with OKC to try to get that first seed in the West, and yeah. you come in and lose to a Bulls team, Without especially you. after you're up, after you're up by twenty plus points, and you you blow that game. Yeah, Ooh, the, that's that's tough. The the second was it the second largest halftime comeback in Bulls history with this game so yeah it was a big game might have been the best game of the season entertainment wise I mean I don't think it really gets any better I mean Kobe showing why he should be up there I mean he he won't win it but he should be up there for most improved player and just highlight after highlight I mean showing the range showing the handle creating space man taking bigs off the dribble just just a great game overall man and yeah I mean if, if this was uh if this was like a last hurrah for a home game before the trade deadline for uh, any key players. I mean, it's a hell of a way to go out. I can't complain. No, for sure. Um, but yeah, that was uh, yeah, because like, unexpected I and it was a really fun game, like the way they came back and obviously it went to overtime and they just yeah. nominated overtime pretty well, nicely. I mean, they, they had pretty good control in overtime and yeah, that was yeah. a really nice win. Yeah, we'll get into a little bit more of that as we uh, we talk about the uh, Bulls' first 51 games of the season. We're past the halfway point, and we're 51 games in. The Bulls in the ninth seed in the Eastern Conference, so they're in the play-in mix and at 24 and 27, so still continuing to climb away and see if they can get to 500. So we're going to get into that, and it's the most wonderful time of the year, Salim. This is the the NBA trade deadline Eve. So if you're listening to this, I mean, we're recording it the day before, but the trade deadline 
is tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. We've seen a few trades go down today. A few kind of uh, small deals. I believe Xavier uh, Tillman going to the Celtics was one of them. I think we saw Monte Morris and um, and uh, Troy Brown Jr. I believe were traded today as well. I think to the to Minnesota. I believe was it. Um, so we, we we've seen a few deals go down today, but I think all wow. the, that's called trade slop. Trade slop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think we're this is kind of like the calm before the storm. But yeah, we are we're on pins and needles as we await to see if the beloved will make a deal, if they will make any deals to, you know, flip this roster, go in a different direction. I, I think we're all waiting to see if DeRozan's on the move, if Caruso's on the move, if Andre Drummond is on the move. We know Zach Levine will not be on the move uh, with his season ending uh injury so that came at a really uh bad time but we're gonna get into that as well and of course you know how we like to do it every year because i mean this is one of our like favorite shows of the year that we do and we've been doing it for a a few years now ever since the uh the the show that happened before nikola vucevic was traded to the chicago bulls and ever since then everything has just kind of clicked to do this show with with these people like they are just great friends of ours we love talking basketball with them especially on the nba trade deadline from up i gotta gotta make sure i do it right each time it's it's always tough for me but i i know he's looking at me right now so the pressure's on but bow on bow <laughs> i feel like that wasn't one of my better ones <laughs> and that was a good one that was a good, that was a good one. one all right yeah that i feel usually i have a little bit more avery johnson in there but uh yeah the, the, these are these are our guys man c-dub big dave guys welcome back to bulls gold how you doing man i'm doing good man Doing good. I'm well, sir. I am well. You're well. I love talking to y'all. Uh, on here because we never start on time. We all <laughs> no. a quick thirty minute podcast about music or something else and, <laughs> and before we do this on the show and we come on here and talk bulls. But no, like you say, it's one of your favorite shows. It's definitely one of mine. You know what I mean? Coming on here and chopping up with y'all. So anytime, you know, we can do that. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely do it. Yeah, we, we we had some uh we had some really good topics in, in the in the pre-show. I, I wish I recorded that, but we got some really good music topics. <laughs> some some topics that had us like stumped for a little bit. I mean, Salim asked some really good questions. That I gotta I gotta sleep on uh and get some answers for. Yeah. But Remember yeah, my we... night, Salim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's man. what I do. No. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh man. But yeah, let's, so, it wasn't even about Jimmy Butler. <laughs> oh, oh, I can sleep like a baby on Jimmy Butler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be okay. I'll be trying all right, man. Oh man. Yeah. So let, 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 let's start with this. Let's start with this, Dave, and then we'll, we'll go to UC Dove. So before we get into all the the trade deadline stuff, let, let's start with where the Bulls are at. Uh, today, 24-27, ninth seed in the Eastern Conference. It's been a up-and-down season, but there's been some highs. Of course, there's been some lows. We're, we're seeing the breakout, the fifth-year breakout of Kobe White. We, we saw some encouraging signs of Patrick Williams before this. Uh, I, I don't even want to say the injury because I forgot it already because it's a very Bulls-like injury. I know it's something with Edema, I think, but uh, yeah. We, yeah, there we go, something like that. But he he was showing some good signs. Demar Derozan has been Demar, but 
you know, Vooch has struggled. Um, you know, Io's been good. Uh, but it, it's just been such, there's been a lot of just kind of like ebbs and flows with this team and they sit 24, 27 overall in the season. So, uh, where do y'all stand on the season right now? Like, how are you feeling about where the team is at? Like, are you, are, are you kind of up on where the team is at right now? Are you down? Are you just kind of like neutral overall? I mean, it's, we're coming off a great game, but it still feels like even with that win that it's just kind of like, you know, we're, we're still kind of like at this baseline here where we're not, we're not really sure what's going on, but yeah, what do y'all think about where the season is at so far? Well, oh man, it's a lot of places to go. Um, well, I'll start with the record. Well, if you're 24 and 27, uh, you're going to be basically up and down, mm. you know, all season long because basically you're battling to get back to 500 to stabilize yourself and then go from there. And they have like gotten to it, but they can't cross it. I would say the closest they got was that week where they had the Raptors and Charlotte back to back. And if they won both those games, I think they would have been like, either 500 or a game under 500. They would have been like right there and everything was set up for them perfectly because, you know, they always beat the Raptors at home. That's what the history has shown. And I mean, they came in and just laid a complete egg and, and the Raptors who didn't have anybody, (laughs) (laughs) they had no one out there. You know what I mean? Like I was the sixth man. Like it was, it was tough. (laughs) And, and they came out and destroyed the bulls. Like it wasn't Mm. even really a close game. Like they destroyed them. And it, that's what you are when you're not a 500 team is you have those kind of games where you're supposed to get it back together and you can never really get it back together. So just hovering in the play-in and chilling out there. It's kind of gone. Um, I guess I'm, I shouldn't say happy, but I'm okay with the season. Like I'm not sad. I'm mad about it. Of course, there are things that we'll get into that I'm upset about, mm. but overall I'm not, completely just upset about it i've seen some competent basketball uh, especially in that de- month of december uh from this team i'm watching the young guys get much 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 better you mentioned patrick uh de- definitely kobe uh io has uh, definitely found his place so if i can see the young guys grow and i can still you know maybe get some postseason uh which is mean you know playing uh tournament mm. if i can see the young guys go grow and get that happening as well then for me i'm i'm fine with that because as y'all know my goal is to always go to the postseason i i never do not want to sit at home i want to go to the postseason and and see what happens i always feel like you can grow there and you and certain players i feel deserve it i think kobe white deserves it he deserves to go Mm -hmm. uh to the postseason the way he's played so yeah overall it's been it's been okay um i guess i'm like my feeling is probably like their record. You know, I'm just like at 500 about it. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. You know, yeah. it's a season. It's a lot of, you know, trash that is going on. Like I said, we'll get into, but yeah, overall, the young guys are playing better and, and I'm not as upset and I can go to the game and watch games like they did yesterday with Celine and when they played uh, Minnesota, hmm. which is definitely their best win of the, of the year so far. So, yeah. so yeah, they give me stuff like that, but then they'll lay an egg against, you know, the Jamaica Saints or somebody, and, <laughs> and then they're just asked, you know, from that point on. So, but yeah, that's up and down. So, but I've been kind of steady about it. I think it's the best way I can say. Hmm. Well, for me, uh, love, despair, and with a little bit of hope. Hmm. Uh, this team was unwatchable. <laughs> 
was part of the season. Like I literally was sad watching the Bulls. Oh man. And I watched the Bulls because I am a fan. I am a fan. But my God, that was like bad basketball. And then somehow Zach Levine wanted to be traded because he's not a good enough player for the team to be better. Which is kind of weird because like the team's not good because you're not good enough, but he wants to be traded. Okay, fine. Then somehow they get a little better. They become watchable. So they became a very good product to watch on TV, which is a good thing. And I remember last year, another of um civil line is that I, I I've been begging for years, man, to have like all these other teams like Maxi. Pick a pick a team. There's some dude that comes out of nowhere that jumps levels as far as like talent and getting better every year. Mm. And I wanted desperately for that to be Kobe White. <laughs> and thank God he's on Maxi. I don't know where dropping you know a 20 point threat a game. He's improved every year. So the team has got a little better. And mm. I like tuning in to watch Kobe White play basketball. And and to speak, he talked about it a little earlier about the fact, like his balance and strength, when he you know goes to the basket and 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 goes to the paint, uh, it's it's pretty unique and it's it's pretty interesting to watch a player like him just get better and, and you know it is it is sort of like be himself on the on the floor, right? Um, so that's the good part, but a lot of despair and a lot of despair because um I've been saying forever no one's been traded. I still say that. I think I'm like the only podcast that <laughs> say exactly things not be not going to be traded. And um, yeah, so we have an average um, front office with an average coach and an average team, but more watchable. Um, I, I just worry, Dave, and mission to play in tournament. If they if they get in the play in tournament, um, you know the front office probably going to think they're progressing as a as a unit as a team. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, and they told us this; they're not training anybody. But uh, I think we know something needs to be done, but they probably won't do it. Um, but I, th- I just think, and I have to apologize to the Bulls Nation because um, I think it's my fault. Even when the team got injured, because I've been begging for Julian Phillips to get tick, <laughs> been begging for Julian Phillips to share time, not take all the time, share time with the uh, what you call it, Jaden um, uh, Terry. And when I said that, even when he got injured, and now he's getting a lot of time. Maybe too much. So, so you're like that uh that Grim Reaper meme where it's just like the the first door is <laughs> like in the rooms, <laughs> yeah, the different rooms. <laughs> Patrick, Dalen, <Man>. Zach, like. <laughs> man. So, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make that on my phone. phone. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, dude. Like you're right. Like um, the front office will probably see that as success. Uh, going to the po- going to a play in again. Mm. And say, you know, we're all right. My thing is, they're, listen, they're going to be incompetent regardless. I'd rather them do it the way that they kind of want to do it. And the way they want to do it is to, by going to the play, play in or the playoffs. That's the way they want to do it. Hmm. Um, if they don't go, I don't see how they magically become geniuses. You know, like that's hmm. how I don't, I don't see. I, I get in these debates all the time with people, you know, about them going to the play in, you know, all the time. They don't know it's dumb, it's stupid, you know what I mean? Like they should be tanking, they should be losing. Oh, no, no, no. Yada 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 all that. And and for me, there's nothing that good comes from losing. I'm like, look at Zach Levine, all right? Like mm-hmm. nothing good is gonna come from from that. You gotta let these guys develop their baseline. Their base should be we make the playoffs. Like that's a good base for your young guys. I don't want them to know what losing feels like. Because mm-hmm. that's something that's hard to get out of you, uh, when that's in you. So and it's just like winning. It's something that's hard to get out of you once it's in you. Right. So I'd rather them have that uh, idea in them. But my thing is, 
you don't want you want them to lose and you want them to tank and rebuild in the draft. And then my always my next question is, well, do you trust AK to do it? And everybody's like, no. And I'm like, so what the hell? <laughs> so so you want the people who don't you don't have no faith in and you don't believe that they can do it to actually go out there and do it after they told you that they don't like picking high in the draft. They told you they don't like that shit or they're good at it. If I tell you I suck at cooking, you can't look at me and be like, make me a seven course meal. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm not good at it. All right. So, <laughs> I, I won't be successful though. Like, no, stop me, asking the front office for, to do shit that they aren't good at doing. Let me ask you this then. Like how, like how confident are you right now in the front office itself? Like, I mean, you, you talked about like how, you know, fans don't really want to, fans don't believe that they can turn this thing around they can't or they can't like rebuild through the draft i guess well or maybe maybe they're not great at collecting assets i guess or depending on what's your view of them making trades is like are you are are, are we still in let ak cook mode or are we you know let's get takeout instead are we in that type of t- <laughs> are we in that type of territory we're, with in, <laughs> we're in who 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 let this guy cook you know what i mean like who let ak cook <laughs> like <laughs> What, what that, what's that one? What's that one uh, video where the guy's trying to like warm up some like fries and then everything? Oh yeah, it just blows up. Yeah, blows up and explodes. Yes. <laughs> hey, listen, y'all remember I was the colossal advocate yeah. of AK and doing this thing and letting them cook out here, man, because what he was making was damn tasty. Yeah, it looked delicious. It was phenomenal. But it was when it was time to do it again the next day in the restaurant. He was like, "Wait, I got to do this again." <laughs> like. Hold on, what you mean? Y'all, y'all full. Like, we good, right? No, bro, we got to eat more. Like, keep feeding us. That's where it kind of fell into place. Um, I don't, I still want to let him do his vision. I don't have a problem with him. I just want it to be the way that he wants to do it kind of thing. Hmm. Go down with your ship. You know, fail with it. I'm cool with you failing with it. You know what I mean? Like, fine. Right. You failed. You tried it. It didn't work great get out of here we'll get somebody else and we'll start over i don't want him to do something that he's just not comfortable or good at doing that's my whole thing because i think that would sink you faster uh than doing it another way you can use patrick williams as an example if you like you know picking him at the number four pick which is i'm not saying it was a bad pick Mm. but it's just probably something people at that number four position wouldn't have done because he wasn't just you know a known name or something like that he felt like a pick that was under the radar, you know, and something you probably could have got at nine, mm. you know, if you were down there. But again, that's lower in the uh, actual draft, which is where they're more comfortable picking. Now, look at the players that they have drafted that are good for them. Ayo DeSumo, where did Ayo get drafted? Second yeah. round. Mm. Julian Phillips looks nice, right? Yep. Where did Julian Phillips get drafted? <laughs> Second round. They're not good at th- Now, you look at guys like Dalen Terry. <laughs> Dalen Terry is like a low first, early second round pick, right? Right. But when they had the 18th pick, <laughs> they took Dalen Terry. When you knew you needed rim protection and Walker Kessler, Texas Ranger, was sitting right there. <laughs> and, and you didn't go get him. You didn't yeah. you had you needed it, but you didn't go get him. You didn't make that move because they don't think like that, man. They're AK has shown you time and time again I'm better lower in this draft than I am higher in it. That's why I'm always scared about him having high draft picks because he hasn't shown me the ones that have hit for him have all been the low, have all been the low guys. You know what I mean? So far, Io's been amazing 
And Julian Phillips looks like he can play basketball for sure. Mm. At least everything that I've been told by uh, coaches that have been around him, like this dude can play. And from what I've seen in his IQ, he can play. Like he's legit. Like he got his thing. Damon Terry was a project that we knew from day one was a project. You know, we knew when he was a project. And Mm. I don't know, man, but they, they aren't picking stuff that you know that they need to get done. You know, like, you Mm. know, they need three point shooting. We know this. This isn't news. And they were like, okay, cool. First, let's go get Dragic. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> no, that's not going to solve that. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to do it. But then they got Andre Drummond, who who turned out to be Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, has been all right so that's my far. my guy right you know, there. This, that's uh, my guy. Yeah, he's, hey, he's been playing well. All right? He's been playing well. I think he should, he should have been getting more minutes. Mm. If you're dropping 2020s on cats, how can you not get more minutes? You can't go back to 11 minutes from a dude who has been ass. All season long, which is Vooch. <laughs> but he was better last game, though. Vooch had a yeah. great game uh, against Minnesota. He did. I'm yeah. giving props on that. He had a really great game against Minnesota, hitting Dirk fadeaways and stuff, which was wild. <laughs> um, but you see you see that happening, and they don't address the three-point shooting. So you go through the season, you come back, and you're like, okay, we still got the same problem, which is we got to get this three-point shooting. All right, bet. We're going to solve this. We're going to go get Torrey Craig. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and like, and we're going to go get Javon Carter. And again, I love Torrey Craig. Torrey Craig is awesome. He's yeah. been great for the Bulls. And I love it when he's there because he's like a taller Caruso. Mm. He, he kind of does everything that you need, but he can actually guard the seven footers. You saw him giving fits to Carl Anthony Towns uh, in that game yesterday. But he's not a great three-point shooter. He can he mm. hit it. You know what I mean? He can space it. He can keep the floor space and keep you honest, but he's not the knockdown. Javon Carter... Coming into the Bulls season was one of the best in transition in basketball. If he wasn't number one, he was damn near the top yeah. as far as transition threes and threes along the baseline. Like, he was awesome from that. He can't get open from that. He needs to go to the corner and somebody feed him the basketball, and then he can hit that. We saw that yesterday. That was the only mm-hmm. three he hit was that one he got fed. When he has to create it for himself, and I don't mean in transition. I mean just in the half court. When he's got to do it for himself, it don't look good at all. And we have seen it. Man, yeah. dude, like he is whoa. <laughs> it's like Yo, I like man. the I like the Javon signing like initially, but it just had yes. I don't know. It's just But it wasn't yeah, the solving issue was yeah. the three point yeah. shooter. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I need a three point, a legit, like everybody look at him and they gotta worry about him at the three point line. Javon is good from the three point line, but teams are not uh, changing their defenses to guard Javon Carter. Mm. You know what I mean? And he can hit those threes. Yes, he can. But he's not up on the on, on the blackboard, you know, in the locker room. He's not up on the whiteboard. Excuse me. He's not on the whiteboard in the black room. In, mm. in the black room. In the black. He's not on the whiteboard <laughs> in the locker room, man. He's just not. And so they don't worry about him like that. I wanted mm. somebody that they had to be concerned about. They had to be worried about and be like, oh, man, we can't leave him. That's how you open up spacing where guys can yeah. actually drive the lane and do stuff because you got three, a legit three-point shooter that they have to actually go put a body on, you know, or just even check him. They can't leave him. And that's not Javon Carter, or it hasn't been at least uh, this season. And it, and it hadn't been coming in, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah so to, to your point, sorry, I was going to say like a, a couple mm-hmm. of things. So uh, to your point, see, uh, see uh Dave, uh, for the draft, it's they draft guys that ha- they have an archetype of like the type of player that they want 
And the problem with like so when they took Pat where he is, he's he was coming into the league raw. Like he needed development time. Like Agreed. so when you draft a player like that, you would think that you're gonna be in kind of a rebuild mode, take a few years to let this guy get his minutes, get his, you know, encore reps, get the ball in his hand a little bit, see if he can try to create offense. Little things like that. And the same way with Dale and Terry to me, it's like you kind of raw players that just need time to play. And even if Dale and like, and both, like I said, both Pat and Dale and overdrafted from where they're positioned. So you're correct for sure on that. But it's just like that. Like I'm saying, it's like guys that need play time to develop properly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a problem with that. Uh, one, one question I do have, kind of a question I do have for you guys to kind of talk about, like, you know, the midway point here and what we've seen so far like would you guys have be as enjoying of this basketball let's say like they, they have the same amount of wins you know they they we got the win yesterday against minnesota but it wasn't because kobe white broke out like it was a different reason it was because demar was doing demar stuff and you had like these old players doing this stuff like to me it's been enjoyable like watching kobe break out and and that's why i'm more like in, in watching these games like not because i still want trades and stuff to happen but i'm i'm like at least watching these games and enjoying what i'm seeing from kobe and i'm not getting annoyed because i'm not seeing just like like i said damar and and tory craig and whatever have you they're not the biggest reason why we're winning like what, what were your thoughts be if, if it wasn't like kobe breaking out and it was the other other way um i would hate watching the games i mean you know one of my joys of basketball is watching players progress and get better you know uh, i love to see players start at one spot work at the game get better and better and better and sort of reach their ceiling right mm-hmm. you know uh get everything they can out of their talents and I can't stand when I see players, you know, you talk about uh what's the uh Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins and Golden State or you know, um Jeff Green. Everybody talks about Jeff Green, but Jeff Green's a bit disappointment in the league. He got hurt, got sick and then comes back and anyone loves him. I'm like, well, I remember Jeff Green was like being called out every game for not playing hard. And I, when I see guys like that, I get upset. Everyone's not, you know, an all star. Everyone's different. But when you see a player get better and better every year. I think because you invested, you know, the time in watching a player play for years, you, you see investment pay off as a fan, right? And number two, I think Kobe White seems like a very likable guy. I don't know about Kobe. I don't know, you know, obviously I don't know Kobe White, but he seems like he's very cool and very likable as well. And it's wonderful to see just a, a, a someone achieve and get better at the craft. And, and when you hear, mm. you know, Stacey King talks about repeatedly, that he worked on his handles, you know. I'm like, why can't Zach Levine work on his handles? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or he worked on going to basketball. I can't blah 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 do this. And like he's doing it. He's putting in the work and it's paying off. Um same thing for Io, you know, I want to see Io play a lot more. Because because I know I think he has a hit of ceiling. I think he he too is being inspired by Kobe. He mentioned before. You see you saw Kobe put the work in and you see him get the opportunity to be on the floor all more and more and um and sort of produce. And and so I think I think yeah, it's just fun watching him play. And plus, like I said before, Kobe, for me, it's fun to watch because he's unique in the way he gets a shot off, uh, the way he runs the floor, as far as like organizing the game and the way he tests the rim. It's it's different than, you know, it's different than most players. 
And so it's always so so it's sort of a a nice unique thing to watch every night. So uh, so yes, it's more enjoyable watching Kobe White because because also you know that he's going to get better next year. And they mentioned the you know the, the playing games. It'd be fun to watch him to play playing games to get that confidence to be sort of the guy in a playoff um, playoff opportunity and, and and you know just get better and better in front of our eyes. So. Yeah, it, it would be boring. Well, less boring. Well, also, yeah, it would be more boring if uh, it was Demar, you know, flailing away and taking all the last second shots <laughs> and 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 sort of um, being a being a guy, um, sort of um, being into a win. So it's, it's good to see Kobe White. Very good. It's very fun. It's watchable now. <laughs> watchable, watchable. Yeah. Bulls are watchable. <laughs> yeah, the Bulls. Yes, they are watchable. Like for all the reasons he mentioned, like watching the young guys just gives you that kind of hope. Like for me, it's the best of both worlds. Like if you want a team that's a winning team or you want a team that's winning and trying to make the playoffs, well, that's what they're trying to do. If you want the Bulls to be developing their young guys, well, watch Kobe White, watch Ayo Sumu, and hopefully Patrick Williams, when he gets back, continues his uh, ascension. And that's for, and even Julian Phillips and even Daylon Terry, you know, mm-hmm. even those guys. I thought have been get, getting better this year. Like Daylon, I'm, I'm the only one on Daylon Terry Island. Like, like <laughs> I, I, I like Daylon Terry a lot because I think you need those guys on your team. Like, I think you got to have those kind of players on your team, man, that, you know, motor, with high motors, high IQ, and who ain't scared of nobody. Hmm. Like, those dudes kind of set the tone for shit, and I like that. And and everybody tried to diss him, like, oh, he can't do this, this, this. And I'm like, but all y'all like Draymond Green. All of y'all, you know, like every one of y'all. And you, like Draymond can't shoot, but he'll score 30. Like Draymond can't, is not tall enough for rebounds. He'll get 16. You know, Draymond's not a great passer. He'll have 12 assists. Mm. You know, he's not a great leaper. He'll get four blocks. Like he'll do those things. Like and his IQ is really high. So I always look at Daylon like I do Draymond Green. Obviously he's smaller and he's got to get bigger and things like that. And he runs the guard position. But when he's in transition, he's great. Um, he goes, gets, he goes and gets those rebounds. He really just sets the high motor and the high energy that the Bulls kind of need. And you need those kind of players. Those are winning basketball players. And you need those kind of guys on the team. Hmm. But well, that's, that's, a just, that's, that's, that's a hell of an island right there, Dave. Wow. I, I don't. DC <laughs> that's Island, what man. It is. Like, you you got to have them, dude. Like, you got to have them dudes on the team if you're trying to win, bro. Like, those, those dudes who specifically don't really need the ball, you know, like, who, can in who can help you offensively and defensively, yeah. and can Man. just inject some energy I, into your team. I see the vision. I see the vision. <laughs> I see the vision. Yeah, I see the vision. I I think you got the wrong green. So like I compare mm-hmm. right now, I compare Dalen to Javante Green because okay. the type of player comes with big energy, does all these you know things out there that that effect can affect winning because you, like you said, you can see the vision of him getting on the break, being able to be a good connected passer and things like that. What stops Javante from being a regular rotation guy, like to a point where he's like probably on, on a really good, not just like the Bulls, but like on a good team being in a top eight is his shooting. So I think that, and Dale is still working on his, right? That's, that's still a work in progress. But I think that's what's going to be the thing that unlocks Dalen to become more than a Javante Green, where he's just an energy guy, a guy that only plays when you don't have another a better player because you 
the 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 like the your rotations are just like okay, well we have to play Javante because you know we don't have a better four to back up for Pat or, or whatever like something like that like so I think like Dalen could definitely be better and get into that top eight and consistently be a guy that you know you can rely on but I think the shot is still going to be what what makes or breaks Dalen as far as the type of player he is from being a guy no that's yeah. uh, tenth. 12th man on a team to a guy that's consistently, like I said, in that top eight. The only reason why he's playing is because he's 6'7". Like, if he was like 6'5", he would be, he would want to see the floor. The difference is, like, he's not – I don't see Javante. is because Javante needs the ball given to him to be effective. Mm-hmm. Like Daylon Terry gets the rebound and sure, he's running no, the break I mean, and he's I setting it like up. An you know what I mean? Sure, I don't that's, mean like that. I'm saying that's why I agree with uh, Draymond more so than I do with uh, Javante. Well, I don't, don't see Draymond at all. You keep saying I don't know no, about no, Draymond. Draymond can, wait, Draymond, does Draymond not get the rebound and start the break? No, no. I, 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 wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't compare. Saying? I just wouldn't compare him to Draymond. Like he's a Draymond. He's just because you don't like Draymond. No, I like well, Draymond. No, I, like well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Dave means. I don't. I don't mean an. I don't mean an apples to apples comparison. I'm just talking about okay. as a player, like the type of players, like a guy that's like a fringe rotation guy. Javante Green. As much as I love, you know, Javante, I love the what he brought, and he for a guy that get that was a minimum player. Uh, he gave the Bulls a lot when they needed it because, like I said, Bulls did not have anything better because they just, you know, the, the way the Bulls operate around the margins, they're very, you know, they're cheap. So they got a they, they, they went and got him. Right, right. He's a, he's 6'4", and he's playing power forward. But that's what I meant more so like that. I think I understand. If, if, Dalen, if Dalen ever wants to be more than just like a guy that comes in in emergency situations where you're in foul trouble or injuries or whatever – that shot is gonna have to be like, dude. Mm-hmm. You, when you when you get that ball swung swung to you, you need to be able not not, not be like anything like Kyle Korver. Right? I'm, yeah, I'm, you don't not, have to but like, stuff. but like if he can knock down like 30. thirty seven, like thirty seven, thirty six percent on like good volume, thirty five, and I'll be fine. Honestly. But good volume, but it has to be good volume. Like it has to be like mm-hmm. six six seven threes a game at that. Percentage, it, like that's a lot. It really makes me appreciate well, where like Julian Phillips is coming into the league. With I think we talked about this on like a previous show, but Julian Phillips, I think, is come came into the league with a better looking jump shot. Not saying like from a percentage standpoint, but just from mechanics right. to me than Dalen yeah. Terry and I think Patrick yes. Williams too. It's kind of crazy. Like he really just had to fix. Like he still got some things he's trying to clean up, but like that base part was a little funky. But everything up top looked good. And like he's starting to get there. Like I think his free throw percentages in college were a pretty solid too. So I think I'm really yes, starting in to. The 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. like, man, if DT could get what like Phillips is doing with that, man, because yeah. like you said, Dave, I, I see the vision with with DT because he he does so many different things. Yeah, like, <laughs> like he does so many different things, man. Like, and he doesn't need the ball, but. He's missing such a premium skill to stay on the court that you really, really need in today's NBA. So it's like, man, agree. I'm rooting for like if he can ever get an all season where that can click, like you said, 35 percent, even 34 would be yeah. progress. I mean, I'd say that's something, but that'd be golden. Yeah, that would be oh, golden. Man. So like it, it, 
man. It, well, look, the look, reason look, I said there's no way in the world I watched the game. Why the hell was that Julian Fields splitting time with Dana Terry? That's just that was just stupid. I'm watching the game. Danny Terry taking all his minutes. I'm not saying don't play Danny Terry, but he should not be taking all of Phil's minutes. Like they should split time. Right? You, to me, mm. you, to me, you're just like you're like trying to lose the game. I don't know, it's weird. Like I watched him on, on the court. To me, he's taking up Phil's minutes. I thought it was weird. Yeah. I think Terry has a future in the NBA because he's tall, he's energetic, that Dave says. He does have you know a basketball IQ. He does play at a certain level. You can kind of see what he's gonna become. I don't know if he's going to come down the Bulls, though. And I don't know his ceiling. I don't think ceiling is that high, mm. but definitely he could definitely be in the league. But I'm, I'm just, let me just despair. It's like I don't know. Like we're spending a lot of time talking about that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look, look, no, it's cool. <laughs> but, but, uh, but and also, but you have to know, Julian Phillips puts himself off the floor because that dude will get you four fouls in like six minutes. Yeah, yeah, but you also hit a three in the corner and get you a block shot. Yeah, like, that was Daylon Terry. You don't literally Daylon Terry. No, three, one point, one block. point, one point. Yeah, shot a elbow. Go look at the stats. No, no, that's a he plays more minutes. That's why Daylon's more minutes, bro. Don't need more. It don't matter the minutes. He will get you three points, three rebounds, two assists, a steal every single time. He does it all the time, every single time, dog. All I want to do is split minutes. All I want it. Well, all of, all of these all of these rotations are interesting because, like like Dave said, if if the team is looking to make the playoffs, then right now, because of all of these injuries, with you know with Zach out, uh, you know with with Pat out, uh, you're really kind of just short on. I mean, Lazo, of course, that's already built in, but you're really just kind of short on depth overall. And you know, Tory Craig just came back. Phillips is still. I mean, he's still figuring things out. Like, it, it's kind of a really short rotation. Like, in terms of reliable players, I mean, if you're looking at, at the rotation right now, you got a good seven, maybe? Seven? Seven, maybe eight, if you're being Seven, nice. maybe eight, yeah. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, so sorry, you're, you're, you're kind of just, like, low on depth right now. So it makes... To me, it, it when it tie, when you tie all of this back into the trade deadline, it makes it very interesting because if the discussion is... Should the Bulls sell right now, then if you're selling off these players, then of course you're making your chances of the play-in weaker and you're going into probably a rebuild. And if you do nothing, then, I mean, you're not really increasing your chances of getting into the play-in either, so you're just really kind of sticking by what you actually have. So I don't I, I don't know how they're going to approach this, but it, it transitions perfectly into this trade deadline, which is coming up tomorrow and this is a i'm sure everyone knows this but this is a, still a pretty crazy stat but um if we go back in time for a little bit so if we go back mm, let's say 2021 i believe uh let's go back to mm, the Lowry marketing trade the Lowry mm-hmm. marketing sign and trade and i think this was the all season where we put everything together with you know with Lonzo with DeMar with the magical all season so that that Lowry marketing deal was the last like big move of that all season. So since then, the Bulls have made one trade, and it is the trade that they made for Julian Phillips on draft night, um, you know, last year. So in eight hundred and ninety three days, <laughs> there has been one trade. <laughs> is that a record though? I wonder, like, how, how does that compare to the rest of the league? Yeah. I, I I don't know. One trade every 890 days is probably. I just I'm just I'm literally I I don't know what the hell to expect from. I I don't know. I don't trust the front office. I don't know yeah. what they're doing. I mean, basketball hell. 
it upsets me. The only, the only thing that's that's a bright spot is Kobe White ascension. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> everything else. I don't know what the hell we're gonna do, man. Because like, you need a star, man. Like, and I was praying. I have I, that Zach Levine could you know get better mm-hmm. and become a star, uh, somewhat of a superstar. A couple of years, maybe. Well, uh, that's not happening with him. So you're, we're just. I, I feel like just lost, man. Like I don't know what the hell. It's a, it's a, it's kind of a, yeah. I mean, you got to do something. You got to, you can't, you can't be in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I pose a question though. I, I pose it to you guys. Hmm. To your point, uh, and it's uh sort of, it's can you build around Kobe White? Like, I had a, you know, my little theory is that um, I, th- I found out my theory has been like. Said on TNT for years, but I've been saying it for years. <laughs> you know, if you, if you be six three, mm. you, you can't win. We be, be best player win the championship. Kobe six five six six. Good. It does look like it, but he is. Yep. Can he be the best player on the team? Can you build around him? Because uh, he's a bright um, spot now. He's going to get better next year. Can you build I, around a guy like Kobe White? I won't rule it out, but for now, I, I'd say that it's more probable that you can build with him and that you want to build with him rather than around him. There are nights where he does look the part. I mean, especially last night. I mean, he looks the part. I mean, he's, he's, he's winning that game for you. I mean, you know, DeMar played a big part too, but like Kobe was a crucial part of that comeback and he fits what today's NBA looks like. And he's creating space off the dribble. He's getting that three anytime he wants. He's a killer in transition. And he's really just been able to slow the game down now and leverage different speeds off the dribble. So, I mean, I, I don't look at him as a franchise player, but I think it is a big step that he's taken that has given this team some options in case that they do decide to rebuild one day. Because my fear when with all this rebuild talk was everyone saying, OK, rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. And I was just looking like, you know, this is before Kobe White's breakout. I'm just like. Sure. Rebuild with who? And it, it, it's it, it's not something that look great to me. And I get people are saying, hey, get assets, get assets. But to me, it, it is a much easier thing to think of when you're saying, okay, we have this guy and we have this guy that we can possibly build this next version around. But it, it, it was a really, like, really dark thought. But now I think with Kobe showing what he can do, Io looks good. Patrick, I think, is getting there i'm like okay now we have a little something so if that day comes and we can get a high draft pick and maybe get like an all-star type of player then we might be in business with something but for now i think it's safer to say okay i think kobe white is a player that you can build with but there's room to to change that because if he has more nights like that then it's like okay Maybe he is like a, maybe he could be like a maxi. Maybe he could end up becoming a Jalen Brunson. I mean, we don't know. So, I mean, it, yeah. yeah I, like, I feel better about Kobe at the same age than I did about Zach. Like, yeah. you you look at the thing that always held Zach, and not to make this a criticized bash Zach Levine uh, moment, but like the thing that held Zach back as his, ball handling and decision making like there's a stark difference between Kobe and Zach in that regards at this at the age already that Kobe's at Kobe's 24 years old and he he can protect the ball like you when, when Dave and I were watching us and 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 Kobe dribbled the ball off his foot and and, and turned over but that's like a rare thing with Kobe that's not like 
we were surprised. We're like, what, what the hell, Kobe? Because it's surprising at this point. He's very good at protecting the ball and, and like I said, with his handles and and being able to playmake all that stuff late in the game. When I when I feel confident that Kobe won't make a bad decision and turn the ball over when he has the ball late in the game, that's something that Zach never got to. I was hoping that development would come with Zach. But he just never got to there because he didn't. He doesn't. A. I don't think he just doesn't have the feel for the game, the IQ for the game that at that level uh, that Kobe's showing. And you already see like the stuff with like how much Kobe watches film, how much he like, how much he like really like studies the game. Um, I think that's what I'll say as far as that. Like I, I do think he's ahead at the same age and not to say like Zach got to like a legit all-star level, right? That's the way he can score the ball. Uh, Kobe shows that here and there, but like, I don't think he's just there yet as, as like as a flamethrower, like Zach was like, there were, there's moments where Zach, you know, there's just, there's a difference. There's a little bit of difference there. Yeah. You, know, you, you can tell, but yeah, at the same age, like I said, I feel better about Kobe than I did about Zach at that same age. Hmm. I like the way y'all are wording this, um, because I when when I got posed this question like on the on a CHGO Bulls, my whole thing was I think Kobe has earned the right to be given a benefit of the doubt because ever since Kobe's rookie year, all I've heard is what he can't do, hmm. and. Every single time. And all I've watched him do is what everybody says he cannot do. And all I heard was, you're just a streaky shooter. You're not a great ball handler. He can, he's not going to be a good ball handler. Uh, he's only going to be good off the bench. His ceiling is Ben Gordon. I heard that a lot. Mm. Um, he, his sixth man of the year is as far as he can go. And I just remember Kobe continuing to say, no, I'm a starter in this league. And everybody's like, yeah, that's great. You're, you're a bench guy. I, I just I remember that very vividly. Um, Kobe, uh, he can't, he, he can, okay, he can start, but he's not the point guard type. He's not, he's going to be a guy that's going to be more ball dominant. He's not going to be having the assist that you would need that kind of point guard to get. He can't be that kind of complete player. He'll turn the ball over in those key moments. I've watched him shit on all that and actually just be legitimately right now in the lead to be most improved player in the NBA. Like personally, mm. I don't even think it's close. I know people say Maxi, but I'm like, if I'm looking at the numbers wise, I, I really don't think it's close. I think it's Kobe white and that's it. Um, but I think I'm going to, I, I feel like you, uh, and like, yeah, you can see it, but you can also be like, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, like you know what I mean. Like it's there, yeah. but I refuse. I'm not gonna say that he can't be. Like I refuse. He's earned the right to me mm. to be to say, um, no, you cannot do it. Because all I've heard is no's from him. So for me, I'm I'm not gonna say he can't be that player because I'm watching him right now. Like you said, this dude has been incredible. Like mm. Kobe, I think Io had the first. Like we talked about it, Celine, the first 50, 40, 90 season in, in Chicago Bulls history. And like I told yeah, you, like, Mark, yeah, that, Kobe was like a few percentage points away from being a 50, 40, 80 for that month. Like <laughs> he was balling out of control for these last mm -hmm. three games. He's averaging 31, six and six. Like Kobe White has been phenomenal. And it's not like it's a nice story anymore. 
You know, it's not like, oh, you're just doing it cool. You know, oh, man, look at Kobe stepping up. <laughs> he, you know, these past six yeah. games, he's been really, really great. That's a cute little no, jump bro. shot. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. Oh, look at that. He's doing it right. No, man, he is carrying them. Like, he was trash in that first half when we were there. And in that second half, he was 7-8 from the three-point line and hitting some of the most disrespectful threes. I mean, disrespectful, man. And pulling it from, like, Steph range. It was crazy. Like, Coming like, out of fast break, Kobe. step back, yeah. This, yeah, man. so I'm not going to doubt that he can't be that guy. So I'm just going to say it right there. I'm, I'm not going to say he can't be the guy or you can't build around him and win with him, man, because he just continues to keep proving people wrong. So, stuff. so is this is this trade deadline a chance to maybe get, if we're talking about building with him, building around him, is this trade deadline a chance to start getting pieces that can maybe go towards that uh, goal of building, you know, building with Kobe White as one of the main guys, whether that's a, a first option, a second option, or whatever, like, is there a chance here to get some pieces that could actually do that? Um, no, no. <laughs> no. So, so it's interesting because I do wonder if the front office saw this in Kobe White. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a blessing, right? You know, they, you know, obviously he's they didn't draft him, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I do wonder if they if they're surprised, like, oh, I I didn't think. You know, he was just good. And so they have, now they have to kind of reevaluate um, whether you already stand as far as like a you know, play acquisition because, you know, they're coming from Zach Levine being the guy until now he's hurt. He doesn't want to be the guy in the Bulls anymore. And then what? And then Kobe White shines like this. It's like, oh, okay, then what's the ceiling? And I think his ceiling is higher, definitely. I think he's, I think he's going to get better and better and better. Um. I don't know if it's I don't know if AK or you know Eversley or whatever I don't know if they if they're they, if they if they sort of pivoted mentally in that way and to just say go okay going forward it's all in Kobe White let's build around him you know, he's un, got a nice contract um so um, that's not an issue yeah. <laughs> yeah, take the contract is great because I mean that. In yeah. the future, that could, I mean, you know, we got like two years after this, but I mean, that's still like a yeah. little bit of something to give you some room to get some pieces, I think, in around yeah. cap wise. Yeah. I, and, you know, man, I don't know. It's, it's a good question, though. Like, what, what does the team around Kobe White look like if you did build around? Yeah. Well, um, it, and I, I do like the Brunson comparison because, like, I didn't believe in Brunson. I didn't believe him. I didn't believe him. And then I'm like, all right, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I do the ball. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> And but I took like three years, right? He it, it took him two teams, right? So one team, right? So Kobe, you don't build around a guy until you kind of get that Brussels level, right? So I don't know when that level's gonna hit. That's a good question though. Like, um, if you do see a move, you know, it's a good question. If you do see a move, you gonna go, hmm? Yeah. Are they just like all in on Kobe White going forward now? Well, well, let's go. Um, let's go through it because there, there there's. You know, I I think we all probably think that there's not a trade, well, maybe a significant trade that's going to happen tomorrow, but there are pieces that they could move when we look at Caruso and his contract, a great, you know, great contract. And Caruso has been a great player for us for three, three years now. And and as Dave likes to call him, he's rim. So he's probably not, (laughs) you know, he's probably not needed. He's probably not needed. So so perfect, Dave. It's awesome. Like he's probably not needed right now, even though as much as we love it, as much as we love when you know we pull up to the scene and we see those those rooms uh, shining. But 
you know, he, he could be good for somebody else depending on that price tag. And then the Rosen is still great, but you know, this is his last year on under contract and he could go somewhere else next year. And I think it's, it's probably even likely that he does that as he's going to be mid thirties and will probably want to compete for a championship. And this team is not there. And, you know, then you look at Andre Drummond, who was last year of his deal. A lot of teams could use a big of his caliber. You know, he, he could be a spot starter, good big off the bench, whatever, good for a contender. Maybe a couple of second round picks maybe uh, make sense for that. So uh, there's some options there. But um, l- let's start with you, Dave. When you when you look at what this trade market has been for the Bulls, because they've been struggling to make a deal, it seems like teams are saying that the Bulls may be overvaluing some of their assets or that, you know, they have high demand. So that's why a deal isn't getting done. But is there a chance here, whether it's Caruso, DeRozan or Drummond, we know Zach is out because of that injury. So that that's off the table. But is there a chance here with any of these players to make a deal tomorrow that can actually yield something that's going to be useful for the future and maybe even produce something that we could help build with Kobe White around. Yeah, there's a chance for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I think I get, I'm more look at it like as far as picks are concerned mm-hmm. when I'm talking about the future and when you're saying those kind of things and the build around, um, because again, they like the second round picks. So give them as many second round picks as they want. Um, and allow them to build around if they want to. If they get a player, a young player in that they feel can come in and help, great. Please give me a shooter. My God, <laughs> why can't we just get a shooter? Give me a simple shooter that teams have to worry about. That's all I want is a simple Luke Kennard. I don't think I'm asking for a lot. Like, you know, like I'm not asking for a lot. Just a shooter. But sorry, that's a tangent. I, I <laughs> but yes, you can um, get this. Like, you guys know this. Like, I've been advocating to trade Caruso since last year. Mm. I think, you know, one probably with this contract is the best valued person on the trade block. Um, with, the, with the skill and the talent and his contract combined together, like, I think he's just a perfect fit for a team that's ready to go win now and will give you something really good for him because he's really good. And your Bulls team will still be a play-in team. With or without Alex Caruso. Of course, you're not going to be as great defensively. You're going to miss a lot because he's really freaking good. But you're still that team that could be a playing team. And it helps that you have a guy like Torrey Craig also uh, back there to to play that defense. Because you saw him diving into the stands yesterday um, doing those things. He, his IQ is just just so awesome. Like, I love watching him on the floor. Like, it is awesome to watch Torrey Craig play. And then Ayo DeSumo and how he plays – we already know how he played defensively. Offensively, he has just really just become and, – and this is my th- – I've been saying this. I, I think he's the most consistent bull behind DeMar DeRozan. Hmm. Ayo DeSumo, he has yeah. been just completely consistent. Um, you could just pencil him in for double-digit points, some of those rebounds, a couple of assists, and maybe a three or two. Like, he's just been that consistent and a solid defensive play. Like, he's going to do that. So – Yes, for that those reasons, I think you can get rid of Caruso and get something nice. DeMar DeRozan's name is going to be everywhere, starting tonight and into tomorrow. Like, it's mm. going to be all over the place. And Philly is the team that keeps popping up as far as the team that should take him because obviously Embiid being out for a long time. And I did, I never, I was one that never really thought DeMar was going to sign back here. Um, cause I, I heard people and, and they're right to think this. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Like he, the Bulls can offer him the most money, so why would he turn down the most money? Yes, I can. I completely understand that. Demar felt always felt like a different kind of guy to me, though. Like, just felt like I got my money. I made my money. I've done these things. What I haven't done is win. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're getting to that point in your career. What is he? Eight year, fifteen? I don't. I don't know what year he's in right now. But it's you know the light yeah. is is getting brighter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At the end of that <laughs> tunnel, man, you can really see that that light at the end of that tunnel. So I think he might be in a win. I want to win mode. And that's why him and the bulls are right now kind of far apart on contract. Uh, as far as they're concerned. Uh, so I, I'm, I, you can get something for DeMar DeRozan is why I'm saying all that. You could definitely get something really nice for DeMar DeRozan. You can get something really nice for Andre Drummond. If you want to let him go, Andre Drummond is not resigning here. Andre Drummond wants another contract. He, it will be, he knows it will be his final big contract that he can get. So I don't feel like he's going to resign with the Bulls, especially not for the money that they gave him. Uh, he's he's earned that because he has outplayed it, and he's earned that right to go get a fat contract from another team, man. And I wish him nothing but the best. He, he has definitely earned that and has turned myself around because you know I've come on this show talking right, about right. if he I was about <laughs> Andre Drummond. You know what I mean? So, yes, if he, he he's been doing pretty – Awesome. So 16 and 16 last game, starting with Vooch, man. Like, you can't, come on, you can't argue those things. You can't debate those kind of things. Yeah. So you can trade him and definitely get a nice amount of picks and maybe another player, but probably just more so the picks that you can get for Andre Drummond because he's not coming back here. He's not going to resign. So you got two guys who are not going to resign, who, at least in my opinion, and you got one guy who you should have traded last year because his value is here. Because he's a guy who needs to be on a team that's winning. Those things can get you a team that you can build around Kobe White. Mm-hmm. If you get if you do this correctly. Do you trust the front office to do it correctly though? That it, is the question. Well, right there. I mean, do but yeah, I mean you, you like yeah, the fans you talk to, they're saying no, like I I don't want him to cook. Like, let's get Uber Eats. Like there it's <laughs> <laughs> that that's what is now making me afraid of all of this. So it's just like I, I don't know. Like I'm I'm thinking of the front office and you know, we talked about it a bunch, but I'm not really sure where their strength lies right now. And, you know, where, when it comes to trades, I mean, sure, they've made some trades that we liked initially, but, you know, some of the, a lot, many of those just really haven't panned out. So it's just, but they also, this is also like really the last opportunity you have to do something with your team. And the bull, what scares me, what scares me the most about the trade deadline is that the Bulls in, since, since that like August 28th, 2021 or 2021 uh, date that I gave you, the Bulls have been both buyers and they've been both sellers and they have not gotten anything done. <laughs> so when you're wearing two different shoes and you still can't get any attention at the club, it's just like, I, I don't know. That's that's what I'm kind of confused about. So I don't know. Like, what, what do you think, C-Dub? Like, do you think, do you think the Bulls need like we we talk every off season or every trade deadline about hey the Bulls got to do something the Bulls got to do something like how much urgency really is there this time around to actually get something done especially when you look at the free agent status coming up on two of their main pieces and Caruso will be in his last year after this season. Yeah, I think today's point, I think people want the players, but I don't think the Bulls want second round picks. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and, and you cannot be, this is my point earlier when I was, I said despair because you cannot be in the middle. 
And we know about basketball hell. That's what the Bulls are right now. They're in the middle. So to your point, it if they make a big decision, you have to either say you're tanking for a bunch of years or you all in for something big, you know, um, next year. And they they can't decide. So they're just stuck in the middle and you're not going anywhere. You you just you just not. And I, I don't think they're going anywhere. Cause I think if they had a plan, if, if they were set and you know they understood like where they were and where they want to go in the future. They would have made moves earlier last year. The day's point, because um, you do these contracts coming up, um, and yet you're showing your hand. You're showing like you're like I don't know. I think I think we're good enough. I don't know. Ball come back. I don't know. Like you know like like so as a so their trades be made. I don't. I, I just think what, what they what they want to get what they get back returns not what they want. Um, so I think they just have to you know suck you know just uh. Like the bullet and go all in on either rebuilding or go all in and still kind of play with the championship. And, but right now they're in the middle of trying to save the roster they have now around the edges. It's not good enough. Um, I thought, I thought they should have shot DeMar. Um, I think DeMar is worth, is worth, um, has some value. I, I you know, I mean at least a first round pick maybe or something. Well, not a first round pick, but like uh, you know, one, one of the things I it, uh, generally happens that is not. So you mentioned Philadelphia, that's what this year. One of the things I knew that's going to happen that someone's going so a playoff team, some team on the edge is going to get has somebody get hurt, and it'd be great to have somebody who drop twenty points, you know, mm-hmm. you know, to keep you afloat, or you know, uh, until your player gets back, or to take you over the over the hump. And I don't really see that situation for Lamar this year. Uh, Philadelphia still didn't win the championship because, you know, um, regardless, they may win some games with tomorrow, but they're not winning the championship with tomorrow. Uh, Caruso, yeah, there's some teams out there. They had them, you know, just pick a team, you know, Austin, Denver, pick a team. And adding Caruso, the Clippers, right? Adding Caruso, oh, he'd be mean on the Clippers. Adding Caruso to that team will greatly enhance your team. Um, but what are you getting back in return? You know, are we as a fans, if Crusoe gets traded and we get a second round pick and a, a late first round pick, you know, whoopee? <laughs> It'd be like, you say that because we don't know the plan. Are you, you know, are you, you know, all in on rebuilding and, uh, and, and sort of gutting the roster? Or are you just, you know, uh, stay afloat and want to stay in the middle? And, and it's tough. And I think they had to make a decision. And I think, um, based on, you know, we found out tomorrow what they, what, you know, you can only, you can only, you can only judge them based on actions. And so we'll find out uh, what they do and what they do and don't do will show you a lot about where they are, um, what the front office is. And unfortunately, I think they just want to stay in the middle. Yeah. You can, um, with AC, there, there's already been a, like people have said it on different podcasts and stuff that there's already they've they've had like really good offers for AC already on the table, like contending teams or teams that are like maybe not contending yet, but they're like at that cusp of being a really good playoff team that wants to get over that hump. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're made really good offers for AC, like a couple of picks and maybe a young player type of offers. And the Bulls have said no. So it's like, what what are you waiting for? <laughs> it's like at that point. Um, 
you know, like you said, you know, like my my thing has been the same way with as Dave. Like you need to start getting some assets or like players, young players that maybe can fit better around Kobe, Pat, and um, all these other, you know, the other other young guys that we have. Um, the other thing I think too is like you can't do nothing, right? If you like, if you want to get better, you have to make up, or if you want to make the playoffs, that that is. You have to get better. You can't just say, I'm going to sit tight and, again, go into the buyout market. Um, <laughs> like, what I – like, you know, something I brought up, we had Mark K on last time, and I brought up, listen, like, Lonzo Ball's contract right now, like 90% or something ridiculous is being paid by insurance. So if a team out there has a player that – Maybe you can throw in the Portland pick to you know to to give because that Portland pick is just two seconds anyways at this point like that that Portland Blazers team isn't going to be good at like till like twenty forty at this point I I don't know when they're going to be good so we're going to get two second round picks so you give Lonzo the second round and and that Portland pick maybe there's a team player out there that really upgrades his roster I I like I'm not for that. But I'm just saying that that's an idea. If you really want to, I'm not saying like I want them to like keep pushing through. But if there's something you can do, you can't just you can't just be well, there sitting there and say I'm not doing anything because we don't want to take the risk to, you know, take the risk or whatever it is. I don't I don't know what their thought process is to be honest. Like I don't know if they're risk averse at this point or if they're just stubborn enough to think that this will eventually figure itself out, you know? No. So that's what, that's no. what I say, like, take Lonzo's contract, throw in the Portland pick, and I'm sure there's somebody out there that, like, I know Mark Mark brought up, um, well, who, who do you say, uh, Brown in, in Toronto right now? Because he has, like, a tw- – yeah. Uh, but somebody, like, mm. somebody you can do to get, upgrade this roster if you really, really want to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good point about immediate, you know, to his point earlier about immediately, you know, and just proving the team just to, you know, hatch it up a little bit. Um, but, you know, they have been, you know, part of your job as a GM should be to have access, to have cash in the bank. And it's been too many damn years. You have no draft picks. You have nothing to do. We have no credit. <laughs> like, you hit your credit, you have no credit. Your credit's bad, or you have something in the savings account. Use any analogy. How many, you can, at some point, to what we're all saying, you have to trade somebody to get something back. That's your, your job is to have some kind of savings account, somebody in the savings account, man. So you can, you know, you could, some kind of, so you can move, make moves and, and, and make transactions. You can't, you, your hands are tied when you, when you only have players and you don't have draft picks to deal with. You know, you're, you're playing the wrong game, you know, mm-hmm. use any card analogy. I don't know, uh, <laughs> poker, or whatever, you know. <laughs> You're lacking something, you know. You come yeah. to, you know, play baseball with a hand behind your back. I don't know. <laughs> and it's, it's, it, you go one year without the ball. You go your whole career with the Bulls without trade assets, like, and then you drive poorly in some mm-hmm. respects. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Are, I, I just I don't trust the front office. And um, are they overvaluing? Like. Do you think they're overvalued? I, I think they're definitely overvalued. If you yeah. can't, like I said, I wonder what picks that we keep saying. Oh, they have good offers. Like I don't know what good offer is. You know, like, I don't know. But like, what do you? What do you think? I think a good offer would be like for Caruso. What's a good offer for Caruso? I don't know what. 
Uh, I mean, late, late first round pick. I would do a first and a player, no. man. I would, no, no, no. First and a people player. are giving Caruso. People are giving great, really good offers, so you can get a, a solid it's, young guy, see, and at the minimum, a good pick. But like, teams yeah, are picks. supposedly offering a couple of picks and a, and a player. Teams are supposedly offering a couple because of picks and a player. That's my point. That, that's your job yeah. is to have picks. <laughs> like, like that's part of like what you're supposed to do. That's just you're supposed to just like get get picks so you yeah. could make transactions and so, and so you're not you know you're not going into the off season handicapped all the time. Yeah, you know, and like you're being incompetent. That's why I said they're average front office. Like you're not winning anything with Bruce. You're not yeah. winning a championship. Trade them. Yeah, because I mean you're you're going into the off season it, it, you're, after 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 the season you're going into this with Demar's a free agent, Drummond's a free agent, Caruso's got a, a year left. And there's no chance that you can get Caruso on this great contract, this great salary that he is now. Caruso's going to make much more money, I think, on his next deal. So he will likely be gone a year from now, too. And if you keep him on the team and you, you say, OK, we'll visit the, revisit this next time around, you're going to get less than what you are getting offered now. So I, I think there was a report yes. that the Bulls were getting. They, they were looking for an OG OG type of trade for yep. Caruso, but it's more limited because Caruso doesn't make as much money. But if you're getting a player and a pick, I think we're in business. To me, I'm not even looking at it from like we need multiple first rounders. If we can get it, great. But if we're getting a first, uh, a decent player, maybe even a second, like I, I would, I would pull the trigger on that because you're, what? Do you, What's the alternative? And like, yeah. like you said, they, it, the, if you look at the, the Eastern Conference standings, the Bulls are there. I mean, they're not locked in. I mean, anything can happen with, uh, sure. you know, 31 games left, but sure. th- there's a good chance that the Bulls can still make the play in even if they make significant trades tomorrow. So it, it yes. so it, I feel like that shouldn't even deter you, but if you are, of the mindset that, hey, we got to make the play in no matter what. We got to make the playoffs no matter what. You know, like Big Day says, you never know what can happen. Anything can happen. You know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> then if that's your mindset, then make the team better. <laughs> like, like, like Salim said, you, you can't. We, there, there have been many trade deadlines of the Garpax era and now this where it's just like, okay, yeah, they did nothing. I, I could see why, but. This one would feel especially weird of not doing anything because you're not furthering any direction that you could potentially take. You're not furthering a potential rebuild. You're not collecting assets. You're not making your team better. You're just saying, hey, we're along for the ride and we're going to make the plan. Yeah, the word the word isn't weird. The word yeah. is what Dub said. Yeah. Incompetent. Incompetent, yes. yes. Like, it's incompetence <laughs> for them not to do anything. And again, for another year in a row, stand pat at this trade deadline. And then you would have come out and say, well, we had a lot of offers, but nothing really intrigued us. Word. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> love everybody on this team this much to where I got to keep them all. They do. Like, that's the, that's, that's the, I know. They, they, I, here's what they, when they say overvalue, they are, when you, when I hear Stacey King talk and, you know, Dave, you're going around, I'm going to touch what's going on the Bulls. I hear like, they like them as people a lot. Locker room. 
Like yeah, I no, the locker room is great. Like I didn't, I didn't the locker room. All, oh God, yeah, you know, when we they, already know when they, how we feel about that. Yeah, no, when, like, when they went out on that trip, this summer, hate whatever, each other. I could care I literally, less. <laughs> I literally did not. Pitch. I was so mad when I heard they went to Tennessee. I was like, what the? What is this about? Who cares about them? Like one another. I think that's the issue. I think they like them more as a person than as a player. Oh, the mentoring and all this stuff. I'm like, it don't matter. That's not your job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I'm I'm just angry. <laughs> it's like I don't know what they're yeah, doing. They, they are in. It's upsetting because they're in a position to actually do something to improve the team. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's what's the frustrating part. Not going like anywhere. They can they can literally improve them though. They can literally get assets and add to your team. So when you go into the offseason, you're in a better position to improve them right. and be like, fine, you want to make be a playoff team? Here's a few picks that you can actually use. Here's a young player that can actually help right here if you're going to build around Kobe and believe in that. Or in, in my head, because now I'm thinking about a Kobe White Lonzo Ball backcourt, which is just phenomenal in my <laughs> <Yeah>. head. <laughs> dude, that is, yeah. dude, that is disgusting. You hear me? Lonzo yeah. don't even need the ball. Like, Kobe can be the scorer all man. day long. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, let that marinate for If Lonzo actually came let back healthy, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Like, so I'm thinking on that level. Like, okay, we got that. So, yes, let's build around that. Just in case DeMar says, I don't want to come back. I remember last year. When everybody kept telling me Derrick Jones Jr. was going to resign because he'd be a fool to turn down that money. Of course, he's not turning down no money from the Bulls. And what did he do? He left. <laughs> like, you don't know what players are going to do. Though. He took less money to go be comfortable somewhere else. Yeah. And and he's having a great time where he is in Dallas. And that's fine. But the, you can't bank on that. Because if Derrick Jones Jr. was still here, Julian Phillips and Damon Terry still wouldn't be playing. <laughs> they right. wouldn't be out there getting no kind of development. Because Billy Donovan not playing them dudes. but. Again, that's something else. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, there. Are, that's what's upsetting, and that's what the frustration I think we all are having is we know they're in a position to actually get some things for these players that they have while, in fact, still doing what they want to do, which is to actually make a run at the postseason while mm-hmm. also improving your team for the years to come. You can do all three of those things. And they're just like, nah, nah. we don't know yet. We're not sure. And that's, <laughs> no. and that's what's upsetting. That's what makes it incompetent. Yeah. I, I, and it, it's not a coach's <laughs> fault, by the way. He has nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with this. That is fault. Yeah. It'd be nice yeah. if we were talking about the coach. That was a, I mean, it'd be interesting. Yeah. That was a conversation, right? That's part of why, you know, in a way, you're not talking about rebuild because Billy's there. If, if Billy was yeah. inside, yeah. you'd be I saying, oh, time. new coach, new coach, new team. Yes, new coach, Billy don't want to rebuild. New coach, yeah, new no, team. Billy, yeah, Billy's out of here. Gonna go on. But he's there. <laughs> he's so like, it's like, you know, they're underachieving every year. Yes, uh, right. Absolutely right. So, let, let, so that's part of the reason why you're staying packed because it's his contract. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, they, we they, they, do we even know what can, the contract can, is? Go ahead, <laughs> I mean, they can make changes that, like, and then Billy, Billy's under contract. He's the coach. Like, they're the front office. They're his boss. He's not their boss. All right, so like, let's get that. I don't know now. I don't know. They're unified. <laughs> they're a unit, sir. They're unit. Yeah, they're unit. Man. No, they're a unit. Billy's rebuilding is. I don't know. That's a strong. No, bro, they're a unit. That's that's Billy talked about it all the time. How much I love. Mm-hmm. I took this because we are together. We yes. make these decisions you know, together. I mean, together. No, I mean, I'll read you the quote. Together. How are they together when they don't even sign play good players for him? They don't do it. Like they don't. Like they got Javon Carter for him, where and he mm-hmm. he never plays Javon Carter because he, 
is he's not a good fit for it, what he really wants to do. So what, what, how are they, where are they together at? I mean, no, they, they, they are together. I remember when he got hired, when, when David and I podcast, he mentioned the but fact that's what that they always say. Him, that. him being in, him having no, Billy a voice that. in decision making with the roster was a big point, selling point for him coming from Florida and coming to that meeting because they told him. He can have That's fine. I'm still so saying. I'm still so saying they they don't need to sit there and say, "Oh well, we're we're, we're not going to do what's right for the team because we're scared that Billy's going to want to leave." That's a that's a cop out. And if like, you like, if what, you I don't think what so, are we doing if, here? If Billy if Billy didn't have that contract, we were talking about a new coach in the team and do everything. I just don't like. I just don't. I just don't like this idea of, of deflecting from the front office to get on Billy. It's like, nah, no, no, this no, is no. The front office. We, we yeah. haven't mentioned Billy until like now. Front office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nah. like, we've been sitting on the front office this whole show. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. All the things that's happening is because of the front office. I'm not deflecting, but but when you're in this scenario, everybody gets a piece. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when when you win, everybody gets a piece. When you lose like this, everybody gets a piece. So Billy gets a piece too. You know what I mean? Like he's he's made he has a perfect coach. Like he's made mistakes. Like it's okay to criticize him too. <laughs> yeah, man. Like yeah. he's there. That's you know, it, 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 it'd be interesting scenario if like they had to find a new coach and you you talk about finding a new coach with Kobe White and rebuilding and all this stuff. But that's not the case. Sterling's different um, because he's there and um, yeah, and we don't know why he signed that contract. But whatever. So- so let's, <laughs> and Billy won challenges yesterday. Shout out Billy Donovan for the challenges yesterday. So shout so, out to him for that. So so let's do this real quick. So we'll, I'm gonna do two things. So first, let's get let's get quick predictions of what transpires tomorrow. Just let's go oh. around. So we'll we'll start with we'll start with you, Big Dave. What Nothing. what do you think? <laughs> that was quick. There we go. That was quick. The man said, look, man said, turn on Nori. Uh, nothing. <laughs> what you going to do? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> what you trying to do? <laughs> That's playing the AK car the right like, now. Yeah, da, da, da. <laughs> like, listen, man, like, I, I have no faith that they're doing anything because you just read the stat. You yeah. know what I'm saying? How long has it been since they've done anything? 800, so, one trade in, in the last 893 to, days. Like, find out, find out, I need to look that up. It has to be a record. I bet, I bet you that has to be a record for a team. Even the Bulls, when winning says Sharon has made trades every year. Every year. Like Jerry Krause would make them trades. You're right. And Probably, Dickie yeah. Simpkins, whatever. Somebody came in and somebody was traded. Yep. <laughs> It, it's it's just very interesting. It, it's very Here's interesting. Packs made moves like maybe yeah. they weren't like huge moves, and maybe they were yes. like something contracts <laughs> or something. But <laughs> they made moves. They did something. Like, yeah. yeah. I Pat, mean, yeah. Packs would be like, "Yo, we gonna salary dump Corver real quick. Hold up, man. See, we did something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we traded him for a printer." <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Heinrich traded again. Yeah, we, we traded Kirk Heinrich for a ju- uh, Justin Holiday. See, we, we make yes. a move. Bro. <laughs> we good over here, y'all. Yeah. Oh man. What, what about you, CW? Are you saying stand? They stand pat tomorrow. What do you think? Yeah, I, yeah. I've been for four. Well, how many years they've been with the organization? Yeah, they're not doing anything. Nothing tomorrow. Maybe a G League player gets traded or something. Um, they're gonna trade them. That's about it. You know, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're doing anything, man. I, I really don't. Um, Nothing. Okay. No. Uh, Celine, what you got? Yeah. I, so I saw that apparently the AK has a Zoom post game, like a post yes. thing set up. So to me, that means like 
he's already ready to like he's gonna be like there's gonna be like a fake screen but he's gonna be in like the bahamas <laughs> probably right like no nah, i don't think they're doing anything like they keep like i i think what we have as an opinion of this team as far as what like what's winning what's comp- competing to compare to uh like what what we see in this team as far as um what competitive means is different definition than what they think competitive mm, means, right? Mm, it's yeah. just, yeah, uh, and it's confusing. Like, like everyone around the league and like I was confused by what the Bulls are doing. Yes, like, you know, so, yeah. so to me, it's just like I, I think it's it just it'll be perfect, you know, thing where they just sit there, don't do anything again, and wait out for the buyout market. What they've done the last two, two years, mm. you know. So that that's the unfortunate part. Like not make the team better because, not make a decision on uh, Caruso, Demar, Drummond. Just go into the off season, go and give Demar some absurd contract so he'll want to stay here. I don't know. Like that's what I'm seeing. I I, I don't think they're. I don't. I'll be pleasantly very surprised if they do actually like do something that's actually meaningful. Yeah. 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 I'll be actually surprised. Okay, so when that goes one way and that goes one way or another, like I said, you know, I'm for I'm for trading Russo, Demar, Drummond, but like I'll be surprised if they like actually do even make the team better somehow. In okay, some so way. We're all saying nothing, so all right, so then we'll do this and we'll we'll wrap on this. If you had to make one trade go down tomorrow, Ooh. then you don't have to give me like details, but just to, you could just do like real high level. But one trade to go down tomorrow for the Bulls, what would it be? So I'm going to start with you, Dave. Uh, Alice Caruso. Okay. Get, being traded because he brings you the biggest return. And I, and from what uh, Will Gottlieb has told me, um, even if Demar stays, letting him just walk—if he walks for nothing—it still doesn't hurt you. Hmm. Um, no, that's hard. That'd be the—that would be fine. Cap money is cap space, and money is something. <laughs> yes, correct, correct. You get him off the books. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you'll still be okay. So you still will have him for your run at the playoffs. You'll still have that guy because you know they love him. Um, right. You can still keep uh, drumming, even though I don't mind trading him either. Uh, but you can still hold on to him. But the dude who will net you everything is Alex Caruso. Mm. He will net you everything that you can really set yourself up going into the next year, man. Like you can't. I don't. I I don't want to say I don't see how you can pass on that, but I don't see how you can pass on that. <laughs> like I just I don't see how you can just pass on something like that. Um, especially when I know again, like I have a Tory Craig back there and an Ayo Desumu, and to a much lesser extent. Uh, a Daylon Terry and a Julian Phillips. Like I, I have guys that can play some defense and provide me some, you know, big plays on the other end of the floor, mm-hmm. um, and some and some solid three point shooting. Like I have that. Not great. Like Caruso's been really good three point shooter. I believe, like percentage wise, he's either the best or he's like second best mm-hmm. uh, on the team. But yeah, man. Like yes. It's Trent cash Caruso. out time. It's cash out time for yeah, Caruso, man. Just cash out, bro. Yeah, Walk away out. from the table. Yeah. You know, stop stop crapping out. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. 
take the drinks out of his hand and get the <laughs> dice, call his wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get this dude home. All right? My God. <laughs> what you got what you got to see, though? One trade tomorrow that goes down. My dream trade or um, any any, any deal yeah, yeah, any yeah. deal you think? Uh yeah, so I'm giving uh Pat Williams up and um oh wow I need some money to throw in there um and Demar for Mikael Bridges. Mm. I love Mikael I, I love Mikael though. I love Mikael. Mikael is cold. Mikael deserves Mikael goes with any Mikael OKC. Okay, I love I love to do so. Dude, you already they turned down five first round picks for Mikael Bridges. Just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's my uh, dream because you already he's basically like, not Pat Williams, but he's Pat Williams like four years from now you want to be. So there you go. You already, <laughs> he already Man. you know he grew a couple of inches and got a little better real quickly with Kobe White and a Pat and uh, and Mikael Bridges. You know and um, yeah, I mean there you go. I I remember. I remember going back and forth with people on Real GM for the longest about Mikael Bridges, and all I got told was he'll never be anything more than Luol Deng. He he can't, you know, he can't dribble, he can't do this, he can't do he, he wastes of a pick. We can't draft him. Got to draft Michael Porter Jr. instead. Mm. No. By the way, did, did, did we did we want Mikael Bridges? Right, we wanted him, didn't we? We should <laughs> love love oh, Mikael Bridges, see, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, if I'm better than the GM every year, like something's wrong. I should not be better than the GM. Like we shouldn't be. Oh man, we yeah. shouldn't be. Yeah, no, no I agree. We, like I shouldn't be feeling like this. Like, <laughs> like, like, how do I feel? Like, man. I just, I'm gonna be quiet. I, I just I'm, shouldn't be feeling like this, bro. Like, this, <laughs> this is crazy. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Celine, what, what, what's your, uh, what's your trade for tomorrow? I like them. So I, I, I always wanted them to package. This is an example as to what I want them to do. So I always wanted them to package AC with Zach to maximize the return that they could get. But now, obviously, Zach, we're not going to be able to trade him mm-hmm. um, because he's going to get surgery at some point. Mm-hmm. And he's just at this point, the value is not there. But can they package Damar and AC together mm-hmm. um, and get something in? Maybe you get a, a pick or two, or a player. Um, I mean, even if it's not a young player that you can get, maybe it's a it's a it's a, a good player that then you can flip again for picks. Something like that, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like let's say, like like another team has a solid starting set, like player that they want to upgrade from. So they're willing to throw in a couple of picks with that player, and, and you can get AC and Demar, and then the Bulls can take that player and get another first round pick. So then they end up with like three first round picks for Demar, AC, and 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 you know, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Especially if Demar, if, yeah, Demar goes to win, line, but yeah, if, yeah. if Demar goes to win a team, you know, he maybe exactly maybe maybe, maybe he doesn't want that much money. Going for it because he's winning. Maybe, champion. yeah, yeah, you know. So, or even if they want, if, even if that winning team just wants to use him as a rental for, for like a push for the to see if he can help them, you know, get over that pump to win, win a ring or whatever. But yeah, that's something like that. Come package AC and Demar together and and you know, do it. Do it. Let, let, let's trade Vooch to the Clippers. 
So, Vooch is here to stay for two more years, man. Y'all, y'all, man, y'all hate Vooch. is, he's not, he's, man, here's he the thing with Vooch. Here's the thing with Vooch. Here's the thing with Vooch. He's overpaid and he's overextended. Like, he's not, he shouldn't be, like, your, your, one of your top three most important players. Like, he should be, like, Zubak. No, no, that, no. He's not Zubac. Like, he's he yeah. should be better than Zubac. He should be but he's not. It doesn't matter. He's I know. Not. That's I said, the problem. I say it should be. I'm you said he should be Zubac. I'm like, he should be better no, than Zubac. No, no, no. He should be at this point because that's what he is. That's what he is. He's that, That's the problem. He, that's what he is. And he's Zubac Shakur? He's just, oh. Zubac Shakur. That's what he is. I'm just telling you right Rishi now. That, like, he's not no, that good anymore. He's not that good anymore. So he's... He's overextended, overpaid. If he goes to a team where he's like the fifth best player, yeah, you'll start seeing you'll start <laughs> seeing just, the payout for him. He's not that guy anymore. He just that's why he's that's what I'm saying. Like he he shouldn't be the third best player on your team anymore. He's just that's not why, that guy. That's why he goes to the Clippers. You see the Clippers, the man they got. They, yeah. they can't do anything. They can't do anything. Can imagine Vooks on that team getting all those easy passes from like. Man, why fifteen? Yeah, Kawhi, we walk around. He get layups all day. Come on, man. And then like, I don't, I don't know who the Clippers have to give up. I don't know what they have to give up about the situation, but, but yeah, I'd be if he somehow my dream scenario, triple through Clippers. I want. I'll take whatever you got. Like, <laughs> <laughs> whoever you get this dude off the books, man. And listen, I'm not hating. I've I've been a Booze defender for for since he got here. Yeah, but I'm just talking about what he's looked like, especially as of late. I didn't start like really getting on him until like a few weeks ago. You know what I mean? But because mm-hmm. that three point shooting just can't be that bad. Like it just can't be. Like it just can't be that well, see, bad. It, it, this, this is this is my um this is my uh DeMar argument with the three point shot. If you had built the, if you have a good roster, you wouldn't want him to shoot those threes. This mm-hmm. is why you want him to shoot threes. You need him to hit those threes because the roster is poorly constructed because your front office have not done their job. Yeah. That, <laughs> it's not his fault. He has to hit two ten threes a game for you to win. Yeah, him, we, but he we, still can't shoot twenty six percent. Agreed. No, <laughs> he still can't do that. He's <laughs> wide open on these threes. He's you know what I mean? Like, like he's shooting like I, like I'm saying. Like, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like he's he's just not. I mean, he I, and I'm not hating on. You Luke. know what? He'll get hot. I'm just. It's just <laughs> the reality of the player he is now, and it's so, unfortunate that that the the front office decided to just give him three years, 60 million guaranteed. And they said, here you go. Here's all the money. Just take it. And, and <laughs> it's like, and, you know, it's just, it's not his fault. It's not, not at all. No, What's interesting that it's funny about the Bulls is that <laughs> none, none of us here has said the Bulls issue is money. <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> like we're not saying, Oh, it, it, it's like, it's like decision-making is the issue. Yeah. So like, you know, it is, well, money is part of it, but like they, they do get to a point where they start nickel and diming. But so like it just it, it's it's when you are already strapped and how you're going to be able to spend, you can't be spending carelessly on those type of moves. Man, that 
Yeah. That Vooch wide open three at the top of the key with the crowd saying Vooch is that's yeah. kiss of death right there right now, man. That's yeah. That's kiss of death. <laughs> he, hit, he, he hit the three last night. He yeah. hit a couple yeah. of threes last yeah. night. He'll get hot. He'll have a hot week. Anybody after all star break. After the all star break, he's gonna start. <laughs> the Bulls gonna that's who's gonna the Bulls gonna trade all they gonna they gonna they gonna flip on what we're saying and they're gonna trade everybody. Vooch still gonna be here and Vooch gonna go crazy. He gonna look like he gonna look like Orlando Man. Magic Vooch or you know Disney World Vooch or whichever one is in Florida. Disney that, Vooch. Yeah, that, Disney that's Vooch. what he's gonna look like. <laughs> oh man! My, oh, so I'm gonna say this: uh, the trade that I would do, that I would hope for is, I, I don't know what the numbers look like, but Caruso to Golden State, give me back one of them good young players and give me back some sort of pick and we good, man. And okay. add TJD to it. Please bring me back <laughs> TJD, man. <laughs> so TJD, another player and another pick. And that's it. And we okay. good. Take Caruso. Had the rims. Had the nice shoes. Had the watch. Everything. You good. <laughs> that's just something crazy in my brain. Oh, that's, that's pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um, Would you trade Zach and Clay Thompson straight up? I bet the bull. At this right. point, at yeah. this point, uh, I, I, I might do it just because, like, I worry, like, are you going to be able to rehab? Like, is Zach going to be able to rehab his value? I don't know. I, I just, get, I just don't know. So if you can just get off that contract, get it off the books, and then like, because the thing is, like, it, I always say this with when you trade a player like Zach and, and that contract, it's the trade, the trades that come next with the cap space you'll have. Like, if you can get picks, like, let's say they get rid of his contract, the bar's gone, um, you know, all this. So, so then the Bulls have all this cap space. Then they can take bad contracts from other teams and get mm-hmm. picks for those contracts. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. how that's how you can do it. And then that can be part of the Zach trade in, a, in, a, in the long game. Right. Um, yeah. Where, where you, like, so, yeah, I think I, I would say yes. And I, I, the Warriors won't do that at this point because Zach's out. No. But, yeah. But, yeah. Listen. I said do it months ago. <laughs> yeah. I would have been, I was down and out, and everybody talked me down off or tried to talk me down off of it. But I wanted to do it months ago. Well, what, what's right? What's right? The straight up, the the Zach Levine for Clay Thompson. Oh, really? Okay. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I do that because Clay I, kills I, I, here. I, I, I think I think Clay I think Clay still has some in him. I think I think if he goes if he's that he number two, shoot it, yeah. Yeah, he'd be yeah, he'd be the fine. Shot ain't going nowhere. The decline is obviously you know on and popping. Yeah, the but defense is uh, what's the right. gone. the defense yeah. is gone. But, go, yeah. I can hide him here. He can I can yeah. hide him here. It, I think he it just I think it just sucks that I, you have to like because when all these Zach trade rumors started, it was like, oh man, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that, and now it's just yeah. like, man, I guess I'll take this. <laughs> right? It's, it's you got like some tape. You got some rubber bands. Yeah, like, let's it, get that. yeah. You went from trying to get like the, the the as a kid trying to get the the biggest you know toy on the top shelf, and now it's just like, man, I guess I'll just take this thing on the bottom right here. You know, right, it's on discount. Right. So it's like you wanted we, the transformer, and you yeah. got the go by. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it, it's like we we've had to warp everything. So now you're saying, you know. Last year, you you said this. I would have been like, hell no, I don't want to do that deal. But now it's yes. like, right. I, I think the Bulls would jump on that deal in a heartbeat because they clearly do not want this man's contract on the books. And nobody else does either. So if there is a team willing to take it, they're going to say, yeah, here you go. Like, we out. Like, Clay's an expiring. Look, cap space, license. Now we can take on contracts if they want to do that. 
or we can do whatever, whatever with with this uh, cap space. So yeah, I mm-hmm. I would do it. Golden State probably wouldn't, but man, that would be oh, a, no, they wouldn't. that would be a great deal. They they got they solve everything. Clay in a pick, Clay and TJD. I don't know something. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Deal. Deal, yeah, deal, the, deal. I think, I think, I think he's gonna end up on a bad team. Um, Levine. Well, they were trying to get into the what? Pistons. You know, have you stayed the ball? I don't know what the hell. They're, they're trying to get into the Pistons, but somebody said he heard that, and then he did what uh, dude did yeah. in the first Oop, saw surgery. And was like, <laughs> dude, how, how dirty would it be though? Like, if tomorrow after the trade deadline, he decides, oh, I'm Zach's not gonna get surgery. Yeah. What if he did that? I'm <laughs> nah, just kidding, y'all. Was, you know, the, pitch tour, the pitch force will be out for sure at that point. Everyone uh, yeah, in Chicago that, is going to uh, hate him. That's that, that, Everyone that was... in Chicago is going to hate him. <laughs> that's not cool. Even, like, I, I, even the biggest Zach defenders might not know how to defend him after that. I don't see how you can. Yeah, you're Man, right. I don't see how you I, can, bro. I, I still think it's unfortunate that – this is that this is the 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 last page after that that crazy rollout at the uh the Kentucky Kansas game or whatever where him and Rich Paul oh. was in the matching hoodies and yes. they was yes. cheesing like yes doing <laughs> doing a little model like smiles and stuff like yo we want out yes. like and now we here and it's uh, yes, I mean, yeah. like I said, he tried to play it like he was James Harden, but th- he doesn't have the James Harden cachet, right. And that's the difference, bro. Like James Harden can do that. James Harden's an MVP. James Harden is an All NBA guy. Yeah. You know, James Harden best scores that you've seen in this game in the past twenty years. Like right. leading the league in assists. Like still, he does these yeah. things. He can do that. Yeah. You, <laughs> you two time All Star, bro. Oh, that ain't gonna carry the same weight. Yeah, it's. Look, we, it's a pl- I don't know. We, we we we're gonna see what happens tomorrow. The NBA trade uh, trade deadline three o'clock. Yeah. Eastern, we'll see if the Bulls stand pad. We'll see if there is a trade that can break up this uh, 893 day uh, <laughs> little thing that they got going on where it's just <laughs> that Julian <laughs> Phillips deal. But yeah, I mean, yeah, please look, y'all. If you're listening to this, look it up. Like it's it's on Basketball Reference, man. It's all there. But uh, yo, Big Dave, C Dub, man, it's always a pleasure doing this with y'all. Every single year, man, we love doing this. So we're hoping for the best for the Bulls this trade deadline. But yo, let our listeners know what you're working on. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, thank y'all uh, for having having us on. Always fun talking to y'all. Um, it's always a great time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, uh, chopping it up and. Yeah, we need to do this more often. Oh yeah, yeah we still on your head about coming down here, Ed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, still on you about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you. Yeah, bro. Uh, in person for sure. So, yeah, yeah, man. Um, it's a pleasure, man. Every time we do, every time I do a Bulls podcast, I was in my brain. I was going like, "What do I want to talk about?" In the Bulls <laughs> podcast, did I get on the podcast? I'm like, that was fun. That was it was fun. I always appreciate the music education for the uh, for the podcast. You and, uh, <laughs> <you> and Dave, <laughs> yeah, well, man, you can check me out on uh, you know Boss Plus One on Twitter. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah, man, um, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just despair, man, despair. Um, <laughs> but we we hoping for brighter days after the trade line. Yo, and yeah, Dave, I got you because yeah. you know Salim is. Salim is engaged getting married, so I already gave him my word. I, I will be in Chicago, man, for that. I cannot 
<laughs> Cannot miss that, man. Cannot miss are you, that. For sure, yeah. Are you are you best man or what are you? What are you? Nah, I'm not. I'm not best man, but I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be. I might be best dressed. You, but... you will. <laughs> ah, talk back. Why are you best dressed? <laughs> it might be best dressed. So y'all, y'all gonna have to oh, compete man, with me. There's some rules about this stuff. You can't be outshining me. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. I gotta be modest. A little we modest. We don't know right? the rules, brother. <laughs> and said he don't abide. And said, hey, 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 but hey. Celine, I'm sure Celine, you're gonna be cleaning as, as the yeah. board of health, brother. I know you're gonna be right. Gonna be looking I'm fly. Gonna try. <laughs> yes, sir. Yo, but that concludes today's Bulls Gold. As always, you can catch our past shows wherever you get your podcasts, and especially right here on the Barroom Network. Thank you again to Big Dave and C Dub for dropping by on today's show. For Sleeps Around, Edward Schuler, this has been Bulls Gold, and we will catch you next time, Bulls fans. <laughs>